Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Global Spink Podcast. I'm Denzel Taylor once again, and I know last week, and bear with me on this, I know last week I promised I would have a guest on this week to specifically speak with on a topic, do interviews, have our conversations and everything along the lines of that, but my professors had other plans for me. Considering midterms are coming up and everything is going crazy with my work schedule, school schedule, everything along the lines of that, and it's going crazy for other people as well, I did not get the opportunity to do that this week. I want to try and do it the next oncoming episode, but this specific week just couldn't happen. My professors just vetoed that entire idea, said that it wasn't in the plausible foreseeable future. And that's completely fine because there's no rush. We'll get to it. We'll make sure it happens. But until then, we're going to go over some stories today. But before I go over my stories and talk about what I'm going to talk about on this episode, I wanted to make some announcements. So the interns over at MNBC have chosen their next three charitable organizations. They've figured out our next three selections. So those selections are going to be as follows. Bestfriends.org, Answer Services Network, and the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Now, all of these charities have been notified. Um, everything's going to be able to go according to that, but that's the main thing. We've chosen the next three charities for our, our for our National Spin Treasure Hunt game. All right. Um, they have to make sure those charities need to make sure that they up their game by a specific time or they'll only get 500 spin pieces, right? The more they up their game, the bigger the production, the bigger the production they get, the more uh, support that those charities will get. And we want these charities to have as much support as reasonably possible. So if you're listening to this and you're partnered with those charities or you can spread that word and make sure that those charities are aware of this, that would be an astronomical help to those charities and everybody receiving the benefits of those charities involved because we want that's the main thing we want to try and go out and help people right all right now let's talk about this model contest all right five hundred dollars that's five hundred dollars that's your ps5 right there that's your ps5 for the best freestyle selfie get glittered up get glammed up get your shirts on do everything you need to do to try and win that prize because that's your free ps4 that's your steam deck that's your xbox that's a nintendo switch with some games on it you want to get that 500 dollars prize so you want to make sure you do what you need to do um these t-shirts are going to be handmade they're in limited quality so first come first serve you want to hop on that asap quick as possible first come first serve she won't, uh, Miss King will not disclose the t-shirt colors until the videos come out, but they're available in five adult small, five adult medium, seven adult large, three adult XL, three adult double XL, and three adult triple XL. Just in case you didn't hear it for, uh, right the first time, go ahead, rewind it. Let's play it again. Make sure you know what sizes are available. Lock in your size. Go get them as quick as you can because it's limited quality. These are some handmade shirts. You want these shirts. You need these shirts for your contest. And my final announcement, those dancer contests, they got a good prize in store for them. $1,000 prize for the best performance. That's right. It could be with you and your friends, two, three, four, five, whatever you may be. Go ahead, start your own little BTS group. Get, get yourselves coordinated. Get some practice in. Get ready for your dance contest. That's $1,000. Go on vacation. Go out to dinner. 
get, get, get your friends some Nintendo Switches among the couple of you. Get some games going, but you want that $1,000 prize. That's good incentive. And $500 for the best solo performance. This will all be decided via voting. So you need to get your step on, get your white Nikes, get your shoes on, get your dancing pants, get your dancing shirt, your headband, your gear, your practice, and everything you need in order to make sure that you have the best chances of winning that contest. Now, that submission deadline is coming up. It's following March 31st. You got a good month in you to go ahead and get your practice on, get your practice down, make sure you got everything in order. Get some outfits going. It might increase your chances. Put some lighting in it. It might increase your chances. So we got some normal people who are going to be voting on this. So that aesthetic and all that matters. That skill set matters. That practice matters. And it's going to play a part in figuring out who is going to win this competition. Now, those are the announcements. Keep up the great work, y'all. Y'all doing a good job. And I look forward to seeing what these submissions are going to be in the future because I see some absolute heat, some fire, some straight heat and Nova Flame coming on. Now, in this week's talk, since we have these announcements out of the way, I'm going to save you guys the philosophical and um, mental applicational dribble that I typically give you. I wouldn't call it dribble, but you, you want some variety. And that variety would have been an interview this week if my schedule didn't beat me over the head brick. So I want to tell you guys about some funny stories that, um, you know, occurred in my childhood. And typically, I think funny stories typically equate to life lessons. You know, your little sandlot moments, uh, you know, your little rascals, innuendos and whatnot. So I thought that would be a fun thing to share. So when I was in middle school, um, I would go to a boys and girls club for my after school activity. I would do it with some friends that I've grown up with, you know, a really long time. We would all walk over there together, you know, cross a pond, skip a creek, go to this place called the Hoppet Shop, um, which is just basically a corner store. If, you know, we just called it the Hoppet Shop because we were kids and I have no idea why we called it that. But we would pick up some Cheetos and some some chips and some Arizona iced tea, something to drink, something to munch on on the way there. We'll go to the Boys and Girls Club, do our recreational activities, soccer, basketball, all that. Kid stuff. Now, the reason why this story was funny is because kids will walk home from middle school all the time, right? It would be basically like a whole uh, military platoon marching to their own individual bases, aka the house. Now, on this particular trip, on this particular day, it was me and a couple, four other friends. Let me change their names. I'm, I'm going to call um, my first friend uh, that's relevant in this story, um, Damien, and I'm going to call the second one Joshua. And there were two others, but they're not necessarily relevant to the story. So we were walking home. And while we were walking home, all five of us, we noticed that one of our classmates was following along behind us. We never really had that much that much interaction with this specific classmate, and we didn't really pay it too much mind because it doesn't matter. He's trying to get home just like the rest of us. But, you know, he was just walking home behind us. And the thing about this classmate is that he hit his stride in puberty probably twice as hard and much earlier than the rest of us. Because while we were 12 years old, didn't have no facial hair, had that one little hair peering out our chest so we could flex our biceps and feel manly. Homie had a full beard, um, was six foot one, and was built like um, built like he he towed grain and wheat um, via via um, via a, a wheelbarrow at a farm every day, as you would see in a cartoon. He was built like a horse.
the strong young fella. Now, us being built like sticks and twigs that could be blown down by the big bad wolf at the time because we were 12 years old, he was intimidating to us, admittedly. Um, so during this particular day, big dude, while he was following behind us, said, started following behind us even faster. For some reason, that triggered an immediate fight or flight inclination within all of us, and we started walking a little faster. So in conjunction, he started walking a little faster as well. And then we started walking a little faster, got to a little hop, got to a little skip, started getting to a run. Now we're running from big dude. What really set this off into straight up panic mode is that, and I kid you not, for some reason, big fella said, and yelled out to us while he was chasing us down the block, he said, I'm going to steal your socks. What, what is the, what is the reasonable, like, why, what compelled him? I'm still wondering that to this day. What compelled Big Dude to say that he's going to steal my socks? I was not wearing any extraordinary socks. My socks weren't even visible. Low cut and some high top tennis shoes. But he specifically made a point out of saying that he was going to steal our socks. Now... What's funny about this and where my other classmates and my friends come into play is Joshua and Damien, right? While we were running from him, we were running from him in a group and we were getting ready to split up because maybe it would distract his attention. Whoever gets the short end of the stick gets the short end of the stick. That's, that's how we saw. We were 12. We were cruel. It's survival of the fittest out here in middle school. Now, us splitting up would have been just fine because it would have been left to Big Dude's own volition. Whose socks he was going to steal that day? Now, Joshua and Damien decided to say, Oh, get Denzel, and then split off left and right and left me as the primary target to get my socks stolen. Now, luckily for me, I was a quick runner and an Olympic fence jumper at that. I was quick with it. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Somersaulted over that fence like I did a pole vault. Them, they were not so lucky. The moment they sold me out, Joshua ran face first into a tree. <laughs> Joshua ran face first into that tree and you could hear it echo throughout that neighborhood like somebody got hit over the head in a cartoon with a coconut. <laughs> and you know maybe i do have a lesson for this episode karma is real what goes around comes around my good friend joshua tried to sell me out to big dude and have my socks confiscated from me that evening well big dude was just playing and all he didn't take nobody's socks that day obviously we were all just playing so joshua sold me out got bonked over the head with that tree branch and was the next person primary at risk having a sock stolen. What you do to people comes back around to see you again. It's true. It's applicable when I'm running from uh, the sock burglar. It's applicable in the workplace, in school, everything. What you do comes around. And I said that I wasn't gonna necessarily uh, imply a lesson in regards to this today. 
But you know, I just can't help myself because there's a lesson in that. Cause I think karma is real just because of that specific instance. Cause Josh got Muhammad Ali RKO'd by that tree because he was so focused on selling me out to have um, my inner footwear stripped from me that he got stiff-armed Derrick Henry by that tree. <laughs> and it is what it is. But I just wanted to leave out on that funny positive note on Joshua getting uh, clipped by that tree. Just a fun childhood story for me. And, uh, you know, everything has a little bit of a lesson in it in life. Every Everything can teach you something. Everything can teach you something. And I thought that could be able to teach, you know, or at least repetitively convey to you all that, you know, what goes around comes around. If you're so focused on doing ill by others, focused on doing ill by you. Just like I said in the last episode. Um, but I want to close with that. Keep those announcements in mind. I want March 31st to be on everybody's mind prominently as you go into the next month because February is about to end. Last day of February is going to be on Monday, February 28th, unless it's a leap year and I'm tripping. I need to check my calendar to make sure that that is not the case. So with that, I'll leave you all to your day. I hope you enjoy listening and I'm out. <laughs>